I like that. You better be getting in love with heaven just a little bit on earth because that's where we're headed. Yeah, we need not fall in love with this world thinking we're going to be here forever and thank God we're not. Thank God we're just passing through and heaven is our home beyond the sunset for me. Joshua chapter 24, our text verse is verse number 15. I want you to look at verse number 14. He says, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. Put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. That's good instruction right there. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I'm preaching tonight on this subject, my America. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the privilege to serve you. And thank you for the privilege to serve you here in this country. We are a mighty blessed people. Forgive us, Lord, when we think that our blessings and prosperity are a result of our wisdom or might or strength. May we always be reminded that our nation is blessed because of your mighty hand and protection. And I pray that you'd help me tonight to help our thinking about our nation and our responsibilities to our country. And may we go away tonight with a fresh commitment, a fresh dedication to join Joshua as he declared, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Bless the preaching, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. In this chapter, Joshua is coming to the close of his life. If you look at the beginning of the chapter, you'll find that he gathered together the leaders and the people not just of a region, but all the people that, would, that, that now made up the nation of Israel. His life had begun in slavery in the land of Egypt. He was one of those that delivered, were delivered by the mighty hand of God from slavery to not only enjoy freedom, but the tremendous blessings and prosperity that God had given to them and had prepared for them before they got there. Moses had led the people through the wilderness, and that work, of course, was very difficult. Joshua assumed the leadership of the nation as they entered into the land of Canaan. He had served Moses in every way, from a personal servant to as one of the twelve spies that was sent out to spy out the land. Joshua had withstood rebellion from even within. He had had faith when the majority had doubt and fear. He had lived through the punishments and judgments of God against that rebellion and against the evil reports of, of the ten doubters about the land. And Joshua had lived his life leading the people to love and to serve God. 
he made the statement that I love so much and I believe all of us do, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. There are several things we learn from this passage and particular uh, the text verse and it, as it applies to my message tonight, my America. I want you to notice, first of all, the people had a choice to make. Joshua said to all of the leaders and to all of the people, Choose you this day whom ye will serve. You and I have a choice to make as to who we're going to serve. We have a choice to make as to what kind of life and how we are going to live. Second of all, he told them you can serve the gods of the Egyptians, the gods which had done nothing and they could do nothing because they were nothing more than an imagination. They were gods of their own making. He told them you can serve those gods and the gods of your fathers on the other side. Then he made the statement and the third thing I want to point out, he said choose whom ye will serve. He does not say choose if you will serve. He said you will serve, choose whom you will serve. And I want you to get a hold of that tonight. You and I don't get to choose if we're going to serve. We get to choose who or whom we're going to serve. And Joshua made that very plain. He was saying to them, the heathen will always be the heathen. And I can't change that. But you and I can choose life. You and I can choose a life of service to God. You and I can choose a life of blessings and God's protection. The message is the same for today. And I want to say tonight before us is a choice. Are we going to serve the gods of our current culture? Are we going to serve the God that set us free from our sin and the God that made our nation what it is. Joshua lived a wonderful and fulfilling life and he faced many challenges and many battles but Joshua always stayed in the fight. He saved many from destruction as he led them to serve God. He set an example of how a man can live if he so chooses. Imagine how he must have felt as that young spy as he and Caleb were the only uh, two of the twelve that said we can take the land that God has promised to us. We are more than able. God is able. Let us go up at once. But the people murmured and the people complained and there was a, uh, <clears throat> there was a doubt and a fear that filled the hearts and minds of the people to the place that they wandered for 40 years in the wilderness. Ah, but not Caleb and not Joshua as they held on to their faith. They held on to the God that they believed in. They held on to the God that they had seen part the waters of the Red Sea and give them manna from heaven. They'd held on to their faith in God that had given them water from a, a rock, uh, the rock of Horeb, and had uh, uh, cared for them throughout the land of the wilderness now into the promised land. I've been very burdened by what's happening in America in recent days, but also in recent weeks and even months. The shooting of 21 innocent 
people in Texas this week has been a very difficult event for me to process. Children and adults. The treatment of police officers is a burden that bothers me. The responses to those murders in Texas, the empty political statements, the gun control recommendations. And I was a bit overwhelmed by all of this and I was struggling with the frustration. This actually is not the sermon I'd prepared for this evening. I'd prepared a sermon entitled, What Causes Us to Forget. This morning I preached about the benefits of remembering and the importance of remembering and the command to remember. And tonight I'd prepared a sermon on things that cause us to forget that we need to be weary of. And I, I was carrying a frustration and I, I asked God, Lord, please help me to have victory. I, I don't, I don't want to live in frustration. This is my America. This is, this is my nation. I spent time, I mean, I spent time asking the Lord, give me wisdom and guidance. I, I, I don't want to live in, uh, in frustration. I don't want to live in fears. And uh, the Holy Spirit directed me to this passage of Scripture and Joshua does not deny the gods of Egypt and he does not deny that the heathen of the land exist and he doesn't deny that he can't do anything to control the world. Ah, but he said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Amen. So when I saw yesterday a major league baseball manager, his response to the shooting in Texas was not to pledge to the allegiance, uh, pledge allegiance to the flag and take a knee to the national anthem. And I thought, that bothered me. It, it makes me mad. It makes me righteously indignant and angry all at the same time. And I thought, he can act that way if he wants to. This is my America and he's not taking my joy. He may represent that baseball team. He may represent his own opinion, but he doesn't represent mine as for me and my house. We're going to serve the Lord, and we're going to enjoy serving the Lord. And so I've decided again, I'll not let the heathen of the land keep me from enjoying the blessings of Canaan. There were some that they lived on the other side. Some were buried in the wilderness. Some, uh, some continued to worship the gods of Pharaoh and all of that, uh, all of that crowd. Uh, ah, but Joshua was enjoying a good life. He said, you may not be, but I've decided to serve the Lord. I've decided I'll not allow the evil to hide the righteous. I'll not allow the evil to be talked about to the place that the righteous is forgotten. And thank God today that across this land and yeah, across this world, young men and elderly men alike stood and proclaimed the word of God and the gospel was preached and soul winners knocked on doors and gave gospel tracts and won people to Christ. And there's been a great work done. I'll not let the evil represent what I believe my country is. I still love my America. I will not allow ignorance to prevent me from enjoying the wisdom of God. I will not allow the wicked to represent my country without me standing and proclaiming that while the heathen rage, 
there are those that still love God and still love their nation and still desire to see folks come to know Christ as their personal Savior. I'll not allow the blind to lead the eyes that can see. I'll not allow uh, the young to lead the wisdom of age. I'll not allow the protester to be the only voice heard, but will add to it the voice of the truth of the word of God and say, while there may be protesters that have nothing of value to say, there are men of God and there are Sunday school teachers in every age, class and grade and adults that are standing and teaching and preaching the word of truth. I'm not going to focus my life on what's going on in Egypt. I'm going to say, thank God for Canaan and as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. This is my America. My America was founded on the principles of the word of God. You can change the history book, but you can't change the history. The pilgrims came on the Mayflower and they wrote in the Mayflower Compact that they came to propagate the gospel of Jesus Christ and spread the good news of Christianity. And if that crowd came to spread the good news of Christianity, more than half of them died in the first year. And at the first Thanksgiving, they were thankful. They didn't write a proclamation of, of complaints. They wrote a proclamation of thanksgiving of the goodness of God. And if they could endure what they endured to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, you and I can endure what we face today in a culture that's lost his mind and continue to propagate the gospel of Jesus Christ. Our nation was conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal, created by our creator God and made equal as his creation. I love my America. A land like no other land outside the nation of Israel, the people of God. Go ahead, professional athlete and coach, and tell people that your only response to evil is to kneel during the national anthem and show your ignorance if you want to. If you want, you could leave your high-paying job and run for office, or uh, you may want to get saved and become a preacher of the gospel or become a soul winner and make a real difference in somebody's life. We'll continue to stand when the flag is on parade and we'll continue to place our hands over our hearts and we'll pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America where our, our even not just our forefathers, even in the 50s, uh, President Eisenhower recognizing those nations choosing uh, to follow an atheism and a communism and to say there is no God our Congress just in the 1950s added the phrase under God to make sure that the world knew that America is different than any nation. We're one nation under God. Take it off the wall, but you can't change the truth. Go ahead, LeBron James and Black Lives Matter and try to make uh, people hate the police and blame the law enforcement uh, for all of the uh, uh, crimes that are going on when you know it is a sin problem that's causing the difficulties in our cities. We will support our police officers. We will stand with them and we will pray for them. You see, this is my America too, LeBron James. 
go ahead, journalists so-called, and try to rewrite the history of America, denying the principles that made it great and the people who paid the price of its greatness. If you'll step aside for just a little while and begin to look at the monuments that have been built in America to commemorate the goodness, the greatness of our Creator God, the Ten Commandments are still engraved on the walls of the Supreme Court building. We still see the monuments that fill our nation of praise to our God for the mighty hand of God. I could take 45 minutes just listing all the monuments in Washington that give praise to the God of heaven. Hey, this is our America. Go ahead and enjoy a, a Memorial Day tomorrow and say thank God that God helped to birth this nation and gave our soldiers protection and gave us the right to sovereignty as a nation. And he said, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Go ahead and raise your flag and say, I'm not ashamed to be a red-blooded, patriotic, God-fearing American. We'll still teach our children this is our America. We'll still teach our children from the Declaration of Independence that recognizes our rights are not given to us by government. Therefore, government cannot take away our rights. Our rights are God-given rights. And while generations have passed have been willing to live and die for that freedom, we too are willing to die for the freedoms that are God-given in our nation. We're going to teach our children you didn't evolve from a lower animal life. God created you. And you're special in the sight of God. And you're created in the image of God. And we're going to teach our children this old book right here. This is what's true. Amen. Not me. Not dad. I'm not right because I'm dad. I'm not right because I'm preacher. I'm right because of what the Bible says. The Bible is what's right. I'm just throwing the newspaper on your porch. That's what I'm doing. But the Bible is true. Their lives belong to God. And it's not just black lives matter or brown lives matter or white lives matter. All lives matter to God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Tell every nation, tell every race, tell every person Christ died for all. The Bible said because of one man sin entered into the world and death by sin. Ah, oh, but one man, Jesus Christ, he died that all may live in him. There are none that more important than others. That's all concocted by the critical race theory crowd. They're not trying to bring unity. They're trying to bring division. They're calling evil good and good evil. This is the book where you learn to have unity and love for God's creation. We're still going to teach our children to be honest and work hard. We're still going to teach and preach that the building block of America is the home. And a boy is supposed to grow up clean and pure and chaste. And a young lady is to grow up clean and pure and chaste. And our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And we're supposed to treat it that way. And God gives a woman for a man. And after holy matrimony, then God gives children. And the home is the building block for a society. 
we've sat back and let Hollywood and we think because it's funny we can watch and let ourselves be entertained while children are being given propaganda that a nation can be built on ideas and theories. That's foolishness. Nations are built, societies are built on a home as God has designed them. Go ahead, writer. Riot and loot and leave behind the damage and destruction of what comes from angry sin and a sin-darkened heart. If you want to destroy your city, I want to build mine. I want to see my city thrive and be strong and teach our children to, to respect property, whether it's yours or anybody else's. You don't destroy anything. We don't live life to destroy. We live life to protect. You're not supposed to destroy. That's a sign of being spoiled and not being thankful for what you have. You don't give integrity to a child by giving them a certificate. You can give them a shovel, mattock, tobacco, or a, or a backhoe, nothing. Uh, give them a wheelbarrow. Show them where the barn stall is. Tell them it needs to go down about 12, 14 inches and put that on the garden about three days later and 14 blisters later. He'll have enough integrity. He'll have a little character. He'll, he'll, he'll take care of his family. He'll learn to work. Go ahead, LGBTQ crowd and organizers and teach your twisted and perverted ideas of confusion. Men bearing children and transgender foolishness. And then tell me we follow science. You wouldn't know science if you found it. North Carolina this past week, kindergarten, preschool, showing flashcards of men supposedly expecting babies. Grown woman teaching that in class, showing flashcards. Men can have babies. They better stay out of the barnyard. They'll get run over. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to pray that God will give us children like Hannah did in a day that some didn't want children because the society was so corrupt. But she said, God, if you'll give me a child, I'll give him back to you. I'll give him back to serve you, and I'll raise him to love you and to serve you. And God did give her that child as a result of a prayer. And she said, for this child I prayed, Samuel was taken down and to serve Eli in the temple. And God, oh, listen to me, when he was just a little boy, he heard his name. He got up from his bed. He went to the priest. He said, Eli, he said, did you call for me? He said, no, son, I didn't call for you. Go back to bed. He went back to bed. He heard his name, Samuel, again. And he went back to the priest. Did you call for me? Oh, they'd had no word from the Lord in such a long time. Nobody knew who it was. Then Eli, after a while, came to his senses and realized God is speaking to that little boy. God used that little boy to help bring a, a revival in the nation of Israel and lead them back to God. God, give us children that we can rear in the nurture and admonition of the Lord and teach them that they're God's creatures and God can use them in his service. I want to say tonight, you can't have my America without a fight. I want to say to the alcohol crowd, to Bud Dummer and Miller Lowlife, you can't have my America without a fight. 
and you, you can't justify it. I don't care if you put it in a $50 goblet or if you put it in a, in a wooden barrel or you put it in a jug with three X's. It's all the same thing. It's done more to damage and destroy lives. I don't care what crowd you drink it uh, with. I don't care how many dollars you pay for a bottle of it. It's wicked. It's wrong. It'll destroy this nation. And I'm going to warn children and teenagers and young men and young ladies that the best way to keep from becoming an alcoholic is never take the first drink. Stay away from it. You can't have my America drug crowd. I was shocked in a meeting this week. I met with some officials from Frankfurt. I was surprised one organization in our state helping folks to recover from drugs and alcohol. One organization has 1,200 heads on beds 1,200 people they're taking care of right now. I could not believe the number of babies that are born in Kentucky to drug-addicted mothers that when the baby's born, 30 days in the NICU unit trying to get the baby to live independent of the drugs. One organization, a good organization, one, they had helped 200 mothers. They have, they've had 201 children born. They, they were at 199, and they were waiting for their 200, and a woman had twins. They went from 199 to 201. Rather than, and, and, and it's a faith-based organization. They pray with them. They teach them the Bible. They teach them skills. They teach them that God loves them, and they're not just a number. God didn't make them to be a prostitute on the street. God didn't make those girls to be on drugs and alcohol. God made them uh, to be holy and pure and righteous. My heart was blessed at the same time. I was overwhelmed to hear the numbers of folks that their lives are wrecked and ruined. And I see somebody standing with a... With a uh, uh, Somebody that's opening a new alcohol joint as if it's some good thing. There are folks here tonight that buried children because of alcohol. They know what I'm talking about. There are folks here tonight that have buried a husband or a wife or a parent because their life is taken short. Here's what Joshua said. If you want to live like that, you can. As for me and my house, this is my America. We're going to serve God. We're going to enjoy life. We, we, we're going to enjoy breakfast in the morning. We're going to enjoy Memorial Day. We're going to enjoy family. We're going to enjoy the stories of our loved ones. We're going to enjoy talking about one day, hey, the trumpet of God's going to sound and the dead are going to be raised incorruptible. We're going to lift our voice and sing on the graveyard like we do every year. We're going to praise God. We're going to sing songs about heaven. Go ahead if you want to and serve the gods on the other side of the flood. As for me and my house, in my America, we're going to serve God. This rap music crowd, I, I'd like to know something. If I said tonight to go kill someone, why, you, I, I would be in trouble before the sun set. I, I want to ask a question. Why can they tell people to kill someone in a rap song and it not be a crime? How, how do they get away with that? 
They say, well, it's just music, it's entertainment. How is it entertainment to sing about killing a teacher, a police officer, a parent, or anyone for that matter, or an animal even for that matter? Why is it right? It's not right. And somebody ought to stand up and say what Joshua said, as for me in my house, as for me in our church, as for me in my America, we're going to serve God. Sing the great patriotic songs about America. While America was a strong nation and not in debt, you'll find God in the middle of every one of them. I was singing today, I was praying through the building, the battle hymn of the republic, mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He's trampling out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. He has loosed his fateful lightning of his terrible swift sword. His truth is marching on. I've seen him in the watchfires of a hundred circling camps. They builded him an altar in the evening dews and damps. I can see his, I can read his righteous sentence by the dim and flaring lamps. His day is marching on. He has sounded forth the trumpet that shall never sound retreat. He is sifting out the hearts of men before his judgment seat. Oh, be swift, my soul, to answer him. Be jubilant, my feet. Our God is marching on. In the beauty of the lilies, Christ was born across the sea with the glory in his bosom that transfigures you and me. As he died to make men holy, let us die to make men free while God is marching on. The star-spangled banner, verse number 3, are the words, uh, And where is that band who so vauntingly swore that the havoc of war and the battle's confusion, a home and a country should leave us no more? Their blood has washed out their foul footsteps pollution. No refuge could save the hireling and slave from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave. And the star-spangled banner in triumph doth wave o'er the land of the free and the home of the brave. Oh, thus be it ever when free men shall stand between their loved home and war's desolation. Blessed with victory and peace, may the heaven-rescued land Praise the power that hath made and preserved us a nation. Then conquer we must when our cause it is just. And this be our motto in God is our trust. Excuse me, but this is my America. Media, you're not going to control my mind. This old book is, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I want to say, don't get too... Don't get too brave, history revisionist. The homosexuals thought they had conquered Sodom, and God said, I'll, I'll, I'll burn it to the ground. Pharaoh thought he'd conquered the world. He wrung his hands in fear when the death angel began to come, and one by one, the eldest in each house died because there was no blood applied. Ah, but dear friend, those that had put their faith in the instruction that was given and they killed the lamb and they struck the blood on the doorpost and the death angel came. When he saw the blood, he passed over. Ah, dear friend, Pharaoh thought he was a world leader, ah, but Pharaoh came and he was conquered by our God of heaven. Nebuchadnezzar thought he'd conquered the world, but we see him grazing like an oxen until he realizes that sun that warmed his back and dried the dew that had fallen in the night on his back as he grazed like an oxen. It was the God of heaven that caused the sun to shine. And he went from that mighty, foul, proud, wicked king 
to grazing like an oxen, to realizing God is in control, man is not in control, and he praised the God of heaven. Rome thought the world had been conquered by their evil and wicked schemes of man. Christians were killed and their bodies were used as human torches to light Nero's garden. Nero, of the most infamous men who ever lived during his rule, he murdered his own mother. Uh, he uh, murdered his first wife uh, and allegedly his second wife. And while Rome was on fire, Nero was hopeless and helpless to do anything as men are hopeless and helpless. I say tonight, our faith is in Christ. This is our nation. This is our country. This is our Bible. He is our God. We must live in victory, dear friend. We must enjoy what God has given us to enjoy. I'm going to close. Their heartaches, their burdens, their battles, their broken hearts. This is still the greatest land on earth. And I will not give it away without a fight. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to make five statements and finish in 45 seconds. Number one, we're going to spend time in prayer to God for America. God's our hope. Empty promises, empty ideas, they recycle over and over and over. The old preacher that knows this book right here, the dad and mom that knows this book right here, we know what the hope of America is, Christ. Second of all, I'm going to win somebody to Christ this week. I'm going to do my best to give the gospel enough that I can win somebody to Christ. That will set them free from their sin for all eternity. Third of all, I'm going to take my place in this, in the work and will of God. I'm not going to sit back and watch it happen. I'm not going to sit back like Nero in Rome with it burning. I'm not going to do that. We're going to keep running buses and picking up boys and girls. It's not easy work. We're going to keep doing it. This morning before church, a fella came in, big fella. He said, you remember me? I said, it seemed like I do. What, what, what's your name? He said, Travis. Travis, Travis Shaner. He said, I met you under a tent. Man, it's been 15 years. He told me I've church 22 years. He's a rebellious teenager. He'd been saved but out of the will of God. You know what he found out? There is no joy and pleasure in sin. Just for a season, then payday comes. I remember he came in. God got a hold of his heart. No tent meeting one night. He pastors the church in Marietta, Ohio right now. I've been pastor up there five years. One sermon, one night, one tent revival. Change of life. Take your place in the work and will of God. Then number four, let's be salt and light everywhere we go. Then number five, don't give your joy and gladness to any group that's never known what it's like to produce the land we live in. Stand with me if you will. If Paul could write from prison about the joy of the Lord, Certainly we can go out of here on the winning side and say, I'm a child of the king. It's my America. They, they, they can serve those gods if they want to. I'm going to serve the living God. It's my America. Heavenly Father, help us not to be so frustrated and overwhelmed by the wickedness and the things that we see to the place.